special feature today, everyone. This is Because You Need to Know with Edwin K. Morse and Pioneer Knowledge Services. In the house today, we've got five, well, excuse me, four wonderful folk, uh, and to include myself as five, four guests that are going to be talking about some event happening in Kent State University coming up this summer, 2023. And it's been a little bit of a vacancy because of that whole you know, illness and the, and the pandemic and the lockdown and all those sorts of things. But this year, different face-to-face, -face, we're doing it. And it's called the KM Symposium. So in the room today, we've got Stan, Linda, and Nina's and Kendra. And I'm gonna ask each one of them to do a little intro about themselves, Stan and then Linda. Okay, thanks Edwin. I'm Stan Garfield coming to you today from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. In a month from now, I'll be back in my hometown of Northville, Michigan. I'm a recovering knowledge manager who uh, retired from Deloitte <laughs> in 2016, but I've stayed active in the field since then, writing, speaking, leading the SICAM leaders community, and participating in events like this Midwest CAM Symposium. Well done. Linda. Hello, everyone. This is Linda Hummel from beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. I am a long-term knowledge management practitioner and I've actually hosted this Midwest KM Symposium a couple of years ago. I find it a great way to stay connected to my professional network, to grow my professional network, and just be with my KM peeps. Very nice. Ninas and then Kendra. Hi, everybody. My name is Ninas. I used to be the head of KM in the World Trade Organization in Geneva. I'm speaking from Ashburn, Virginia, but now I'm a happy baby retiree, <laughs> but I want to stay connected with the KM peeps, as Linda said. Well, welcome. And Kendra. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Edwin. My name is Kendra Albright. I'm a, the Goodyear Endowed Professor of Knowledge Management at Kent State University. And if Stan is a recovering KM person, I am an addict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving it because we have a Master of Science in Knowledge Management, and we're so happy to be hosting the event on June 16th, the, the Midwest KM Symposium. And we are all here to talk about this event, get some juices flowing around that for those listening to the podcast and those in the area that can attend. That would be awesome. But Stan, let's talk about the historical perspective. Can you talk to me about the SI? KM, how it got started, how did the symposium get started, and what's your role in that? Sure, and actually, I want to make a distinction between SIKM, which is a global community of knowledge management people, and the Midwest KM community, which was something that I co-founded in Detroit. The SIKM Leaders Community was founded at an APQC conference held in St. Louis in 2005, and I hosted a luncheon birds of feather session at a table People from the consulting and systems integration industries were invited to sit at my table, hence the name that we eventually got of SIKM. But we talked about knowledge management during lunch. I asked them at the end if they wanted to continue the discussion. They all said yes. I collected their business cards, and the SIKM leaders community was launched with about eight people. And we began to expand it, and today we have uh, over 1,100 members of the community around the world. The Midwest KM community started much smaller, uh, there was a colleague of mine in Detroit who worked at Ford, Sanjay Swarup, and he and I would meet for lunch once a month. And our thought was there might be some other knowledge management people in Detroit besides the two of us. We should try to go find them. So we did, and the Midwest KM community was launched from the two of us. We expanded, and we got up to about a dozen folks, and we'd alternate having meetings at the various member sites once a month. Uh, somewhere along the line, after a few years of its existence, we got the idea to have this 
symposium, we thought uh, many of our colleagues had tried to present at conferences and been rejected. And we thought it would be nice to have an opportunity for people who wanted to speak to do so. So that was kind of the origin of it. The other part of it was to have one that was convenient for people in the Midwest that they could actually drive to and yeah. not have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And we also thought we'd have no fee. We'd hold it for free. So that was the impetus behind it. The first one was held at Lawrence Technological University in Detroit in 2008. So it's now 15 years ago that the first one was held. We then had the next two in Chicago. We had the next three in Cleveland. We had one in Cincinnati. We had one virtually, and now this is going to be the ninth one, and we're very pleased that it will be held in Kent, Ohio. It is a fabulous story, my friend, and as you are the persistent curator of all knowledge and participation and engagement, from my view, as the social leader of building this empire of connection, thank you. And I want to bring in the co leaders of this event. Linda and Kendra, what are the bright stars coming up for this event? And give us more details, please. Sure. I'll start off. This is Linda. One of the things that I like, particularly about the Midwest KM Symposium, and I've been involved with multiple of these communities that Stan has mentioned and have been attending this for several years, but we get people outside of the Midwest even. People really are drawn not only to come and listen to Stan, our legend, our resident legend in knowledge management, but other speakers we get. And we get people who are just brilliant over the years coming and generously sharing their knowledge management best practices, their lessons learned, and helping other people coming into the industry or long-term people like me who always are trying to improve our practices. Thanks, Linda. This is Kendra. And I would just add to that by saying that it's such a unique opportunity for Kent State to be hosting this since we do have a newly revised state-of-the-art curriculum in knowledge management that's been a joint effort with the board, the Knowledge Management Board, of which Dan is a very key member. And so it's also a great opportunity for our students to get to meet the, the people that will be at the symposium as well as presenting themselves. And the students are very excited about this opportunity. We are looking forward to having a range of people come to Kent State and learn about the history of that university. For those of you who don't know, Kent State was in the news and a controversial event happened on May 4th, 1970, when there were four students shot and killed by the National Guard for protesting the U.S. invasion of Cambodia. One of my reasons for coming to Kent State was the fact that they have really given this a lot of great thought because they don't know enough about who ordered that, the command to fire. So there's a lot of mystery, but they have embraced the tragedy and have learned from it. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity to come learn a lot about the history of this really important event in the Vietnam War era. And there's a lot of other wonderful things that people who attend the conference can see when they come to Kent and to Northeast Ohio, as well as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the incredible Science Museum. The architecture was by Pei. For those of you who know, he was the man who did the pyramid at the Louvre. And so there's a lot of things to see and do. That's wonderful. Thank you for giving that contextual laydown of other things in the area that could be of importance for folks traveling. So let's talk about the importance of why Kent State? Because I want to bring up that they were one of the first 
universities to offer a fully online knowledge management master's program in the United States. Are you the longest running? To my knowledge, I think we are, but we've morphed a little bit. We started the, the Master of Science in Information Architecture and Knowledge Management in 2001. It went online, I believe, in 2012. It's housed in the School of Information, which has four other master's programs, two Master of Library and in Information Science, one of which is specifically geared towards school libraries. And then we've got a Master of Science in Health Informatics and a Master of Science in User Experience. And we've also recently streamlined our program and removed a lot of redundancies and updated the curriculum and really made it a well-oiled machine mm. that you can complete your Master of Science in KM in one year if you went full-time. That's fabulous. We also have a graduate certificate, I'll just throw this out there too, is now 12 credit hours. And all of those 12 credit hours would apply if people were interested in going straight on to the master's programs. Well, that's a great description of what has been historically, and I think it's going to be a formidable place to have this event. It's very, very good to have reoccurrence of this face-to-face -face happen at Kent State. So more to follow. Please follow along with all the social media. But before we go around the horn again, Nina's is one of the newest members of this organization, or at least in this effort. Nina's, can you give a little bit about your historical perspective of knowledge management and what it means to you? And why do you care about this? Why do I care? I actually was a statistician before I became a knowledge management practitioner. I just thought statistics was, it was a lot of information, but nobody really got it because it's really about how to package it in a way that people understand it. And so I had to learn knowledge management. And I thought that that was a good strategy to use not to, to advocate for knowledge management in my organization. And true enough, five years later, I got knowledge management formally established in our secretariat at the time, the place where I was working. But it's important to me because I thought that for, for technical people who are so into their field, it's very difficult to communicate all that expertise to people who are trying to understand it. And so, I think by knowing knowledge management theory and the logic of it and the why of it, it really helped me understand why it is so important, especially for leaders today. It's, it's really not about you. It's about how people want to get that information into something that they could act on and work on to yeah. produce change. And that's why it's really yeah. important to me. Thanks. I want to wrap things up by just the observation that this is important because what Stan had said why, the why this was created to begin with was to provide opportunity and almost an open mic night to what I think is a walk-in basis of knowledge management interests and not have a paywall stop anybody or anything like that. And it's really a, a an endorsement to mentorship and continuous learning and professional development and networking and all those things that really matter that sometimes you don't always get at a high paid or high or deep pocket type of conference. But before we go, I'll pass the mic around. Last comments, last inspirations, or what you plan on seeing happen at this event this summer. Stan? So uh, there are three things I'd like to ask everyone listening to this to consider doing. First of all, is if you're possibly interested in speaking at the event, the call for speakers has been put out and you have until May 26th to submit your proposal. We'd really welcome anyone, including those who might be reluctant to speak or might not think that what they have to speak and present is, is of interest. I assure you that I used to go through that myself 
but in fact, people are interested in what you have to say. So I would encourage you to respond to the call for speakers. The second would be, even if you're not going to speak, is to consider attending the event. We certainly welcome everyone from around the Midwest, but also, as Linda mentioned, people come from all over the country. So even if you're not in the Midwest, if you can make it to Kent, Ohio for the event on June 16th, we would welcome you to attend. We'll have a dinner the night before, which gets to Edwin's point about networking, where we can all talk and catch up with each other after being away for a few years. And the third thing would be to join the SICAM Leaders Community if you're not a member. It doesn't cost anything. If you join, you'll be part of online discussions that can be very helpful to you, as well as attend our monthly calls where we have interesting speakers and have ever since we started 15 years ago. Thank you, Stan. Kendra and then Nina's. Thanks, Edwin. I would just add a couple of things about the conference itself that we have the space that we will be using for the conference will have also lots of opportunities for networking. There will be food and some beverages and coffee, tea, water, soft drinks, but we will have opportunities to sit and chat with each other to find some space where if you want to have some deeper discussions and you want to do a little planning together, you can do that. We also have the wonderful Northeast Ohio summer weather, which is absolutely beautiful. You know, come join us in this wonderful place, this wonderful weather. You know, I really like this idea of Stan, where he said that the people who were rejected in the big time <laughs> conferences have an opportunity to come to this conference. I really like this idea of making the less visible more visible. So I encourage all those KM practitioners, invisible ones and not so heard, and not so seen to show your light in this one. Well done, Linda. Thank you. I would just add to what everyone has mentioned is that we actually have a lot of experience in organizing these and I'm thrilled to be back with people on this organizing committee and co-chairing with Kendra and meeting new people like Nina's who have graciously agreed to help us pull this all together and have a great experience for everyone. You know, we're very inclusive, as Nina's has mentioned, and Kendra. Uh, it's a beautiful location. I think the interaction with students, long-term practitioners is going to add a lot of richness to this. And just to add some more plugs about the area, we have a beautiful art museum that has no entry fee, and we have nationally award-winning metro parks here too. So uh, you might want to stay another day or so for the whole organizing committee here, extending a warm invitation for everyone to join. And many thanks to Edwin for organizing this, this podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. It sounds like you're inviting people to stay for a week <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Like vacation in Kent, explore and become knowledgeable. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I just want to wrap things up with just this concept. The art of volunteerism is a internal, inspirational, emotional basis. And this effort that I've been a part of more than once, this effort of the Midwest KM Symposium is something that I love participating in because it is enriching for me. It is professional development for me. It is a way that I can share and mentor and connect and all those sorts of things and it's just a rich basis to begin with. I wish there was many more opportunities like this around the world, but maybe next year we'll, we'll duplicate it. That'll be the challenge. Um, maybe that'll be the, the call to action, is that 
We want to reproduce this in other parts of the world. Who's going to step up and lead that? Give us a call. Right? Right, Stan? Yeah. Right. All right. We can change the world. Just takes a minute. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you this summer. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Edwin. You have just finished our latest Because You Need to Know, a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services. Please join us on LinkedIn and find us at pioneer-ks.org.